police in the morning. In initiation, a reporter's investigation into a mysterious death leads her into the clutches of a cult that's chosen her as its new queen. I'm Corey. And I'm Paul. And we are the, the B-Movie, B-Movie Bros. Bros. Here are B-Movies the best of our ability. Sometimes we get off topic, but randomness is a gift. Here we are with uh, week three of Horror for the Holidays, and uh, we're taking a, another look at the Silent Night, Deadly Night collection on uh, Blu-ray with Silent Night, Deadly Night Part 4, Initiation. So you heard what the, uh, the back of the Blu-ray box had to say about this installment of uh, the series. If it is an actual installment of the series. <laughs> it's very questionable. Um, from 1990. Uh, spoiler warnings, of course. Let's dive right into the shit with our technical difficulties. Top and bottom three. Where do you want to start? Let's start with the bottom and build up. Like like a Christmas tree. So Kind of. For me, in the number three spot. So this movie ends with a lot of unanswered questions about the cult and the characters and like the Christmas situation and there's a lot left, uh, a lot of loose ends. But, you know, number two, poor Ricky. I mean, the whole movie, I'm like, oh, this is just, you know, Ricky from the, the second and third movie. He just, you know, went through another dramatic change. You know, instead of a bucket on his head, he became Clint Howard. Like, you know, okay, it's cool. no longer Bill Mosley. It's the natural progression. He's like the doctor. Every time he dies, he comes back as, like, a new actor. But uh, but then I, I I had to discount that theory when uh, when they killed him off uh, at the toward, towards the end of the movie. Poor 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 Ricky. R.I.P. Clint. And number one. So this may come as a shock to people, but I cannot stand like vomiting scenes, uh, especially combined with like bugs. Like bugs are a little creepy at times, and these ones are like hyper realistic and. Yeah, there's a there's a giant bug vomiting scene where the girl vomits a giant bug out of her mouth and it's fucking gross. So uh, yeah, I, I I really did not enjoy that part of the movie. I think everybody's got one thing that dare I say bugs them. I know I hate like watching teeth get broken. Um, just a thing with me. But number three, yes, this movie wasn't at all related to the other three movies like in any way like. Um, I mean, I guess after how bad the third one was, maybe they decided to distance themselves, which I can't really blame them, but, you know, come on, not even a little bit, like, not even a reference. I mean, there's literally one which is there watching the, um, uh, at one point, Clint Howard watching um, the third movie on TV while the two, um, the two main characters are, you know, having sex in the bed next to him. It was a really weird scene, but, um, yeah, it was the only connection. Though then again, in the second one, um, there's a scene where uh, Billy and his girlfriend are watching a movie, and it's the first movie, so I don't know. This whole universe is really fucked. I, I don't understand it. So number two, yeah, it's barely a Christmas movie either. <laughs> so Silent Night, Deadly Night, no longer um, about killer Santas, and no longer about Christmas, really. I mean, it was technically Christmas. There was a Christmas tree at one point, but... Yeah, Christmas had nothing to do with it, so it's not... It's about as much of a Christmas movie as Die Hard. In fact, it's probably less of a, of a Christmas movie than Die Hard, which is saying a lot. Because, or Rambo. Because Die Hard cent- centralizes around a Christmas party, at least, you know? Yeah. I know it... I think in First Blood, it technically takes place on Christmas, around Christmas time, but... Yeah, that, that's one of the Christmas movies everybody forgets to mention. 
And number one, so the characters were either really hysterical, and by characters I mean the main girl, so they're really hysterical, or they just sounded bored. And no one like really made decisions, like things would happen to people and they would just react the same way, like, you know, somebody's like dying or gets murdered, they're like, oh no, well anyways, it's it, not a whole lot of emotion with most of the characters, which made the whole thing seem really surreal, but I, I don't know if that was intentional, so I don't know to, whether or not I should um, credit the movie with that. Well, the good stuff here, uh, there's, there's actually some, you know, fun in this movie, uh, in the number three spot for me. So this movie, uh, unlike Paul, I like that it has nothing to do with the other three movies. Um, you know, it goes away from the, the psychic realm of the third movie with Buckethead Ricky and, uh, you know, goes for an occult angle. I mean, it does, you know, vie away from, you know, Christmas and everything. But I think it was a good choice to leave uh, that piece of shit third one in the past. Was there at least some references to that or like some kind of connection? But from what I could tell, there is nothing. Um, number two, the uh, the special effects looked really good. I mean, the practical effects, the the giant bugs, you know, they did a really good job of making them. Um, I do think they 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 help they hold up with today's, especially the shitty CGI that a lot of movies use today, um, to to make it a kind of believable movie. Maybe number one. This movie takes a lot of random twists and turns, and, you know, it's all for the better. I mean, I kept trying to figure out what was going to happen next, and it was a strangely unpredictable movie. So, for that, you know, it, it keeps your attention the whole way through, even though some parts are slow. It's, you know, it's a good movie. Number three, Clint Howard is in, is in this movie, and that's always a good thing. Nothing more to say with that. Number two, yeah, I agree with Corey. I like the special effects. It's all, it was really, it was all done well. It was really creepy. It reminds me kind of the movie Society with how grotesque and bizarre it was. But um, it reminded me of that. It reminded me of the movie Uzumaki where like cause at one point, I, I don't know, she's giving birth to herself and also like her hands are twisty and her legs start doing weird like spiral stuff. So I'm like, I, I don't even know what's going on in this movie anymore. But, you know, it reminds me of that stuff and I thought it was really well done. And number one, I really enjoyed just how bizarre this movie was. Uh, you never, like Corey said, you never really knew what was going to happen. It took so many different, like, twists and, like, I, I was not bored watching it for even, even a second. I enjoyed every moment of it. Well, one of the things that was actually kind of fun that we didn't mention was the dialogue in the movie. So let's have ourselves a good old-fashioned quote war. Quote war. We'll quote this movie back and forth. You tell us who had the better quotes. I'll get us started with have you found what you're looking for? The Santa Claus killer. Bring down the dark mood. I bet you and Hank had great sex. I like to touch you when you're sleeping and make you hard. God, I hope not. <laughs> the only way to get anything around here is to have a dick. No fucking cheese. Fuck my attitude, fuck the job, and fuck you. That ends this episode's edition of Quote Wars. If you have a favorite the gayest quote, quote wars of all time so <laughs> far. If you have a favorite quote from this movie or anything else you'd like to say about it, please leave it in the comments below. It's time to give this film our final take. Remember, friends, our final take is a score on our shot scale. Our shot scale is a reverse scale. One to ten, one being the best, ten being the worst. How many shots do you need to get through this film? I gave it a three out of ten. I also gave it a three out of ten. 
So, this is a Christmas movie, I, I guess. I mean, they mentioned Christmas and Hanukkah, so yeah, there's that. There's also a bunch of women who run a cult of freedom from men or some shit, and giant insects are involved with it. Also, you need to have sex with Clint Howard wearing a dildo mask in order to join. Not 100% Christmas spirit. sure, but there's all kinds of crazy shit that happens to the main character. Although it bears the Silent Night, Deadly Night moniker, there's nothing to do with the other entries in the series. Although this Ricky is superior to Part 3's Ricky. If it weren't for his demise towards the end, I'd say he's the same character. If you want a hybrid Hanukkah, Christmas, and Solstice film, I can't really think of any others, so this is pretty much the only game in town for a non-existent genre. Silent Night, Deadly Night 4 is a movie. A bizarre movie that's disconnected from the previous three films and barely has anything to do with Christmas. Instead, it's about a witch cult, Bugs, and Clint Howard. It's really hard to describe this one as it's seemingly random plot and bizarre visuals made for an interesting experience to the least. All that said, it was certainly entertaining. It's not as memorable as the first two true films in this so-called series, but it's definitely better than the third. It may not have a killer Santa or garbage day, but it did have Clint Howard, so almost as good. Well, you know, as bizarre as it was, you know, we were easily able to find ways to drink away this flick. Drink away this flick. So come on and grab your drink. Let's drink away this flick. Bum, 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 bum. We'll give some drinking games for this film, but remember, friends, drink responsibly. Number one, every time FEMA kisses Kim, take a drink. Number two, every time there's a giant insect, take a drink. Number three, anytime you see a face that isn't on a person, take a drink. And number four, anytime you are reminded that it's Christmas, take a drink. Every time someone mentions Lilith, take a drink. Every time Kim is angry and freaking out and then suddenly isn't, take a drink. Every time someone eats or regurgitates a, some manner of bug, take a drink. And every time a ritual is performed, take a drink. And those are your ways to drink away the stick. If you have any thoughts about this movie or anything else Beamer-related, let us comment with your iTunes or SoundCloud. You'll also email us at gmail.com. Like us on Facebook at facebook.com. That's Bros. Follow us on Twitter at Bros or my personal Twitter at Paul. Check out all our, all our other content, including reviews, interviews, and chats. Website BeamerBros.com. We have new shows each week. Want to help support the show? You're donating to your PayPal or Patreon account. It's right below. One of my drinking games should have been every time Clint Howard penetrates something, whether with a knife or something else. I mean, bonus game. <laughs> so, he knew bo- of the bonus, new, game. bonus game. The new official drinking rule. Like, that, that, that's just going to be in every movie for now. Any, anytime Clinton Howard's in a movie, if he penetrates something, you drink. <laughs> what about if he gets penetrated? Take two drinks. <laughs> All right, so we've come to the end of week three for uh, Horror for the Holidays month this December. Well, let's rank the movies we've seen. Uh, for me, in the number three spot was uh, Silent Night, Deadly Night Part 3 better watch out, because uh, you better not watch it, because it sucks. Number two, uh, Silent Night, Deadly Night Part 4, Initiation. It was overall, uh, like, an actually a pretty good, decent horror flick. It just had nothing to do with Christmas. And number one, even though it also barely has anything to do with Christmas, Yule Log, because it was just good, fun, easy B-movie watching. So yeah, number three should not be a mystery to anybody. It was Silent Night, Deadly Night Part 3, Better Watch Out. It was Bill Mosley with a bucket on his head, and 
Yeah, stupid psychic powers that didn't make sense. And Laura. Yeah. Easily the worst in the series so far. We haven't watched five yet, but that'll be coming at a later date. I wonder if he was like the prototype for Nemesis in Resident <laughs> Evil 3. Star. Kind of like stars. Like how he says it. How he says Laura throughout the movie. Could have been. Fucking bucket head. Like he's got the... It's all coming together. Too bad he didn't like mutate into like a giant monster and everything. I just want to see uh, Nemesis go garbage day. <laughs> Umbrella day. Stars day. <laughs> Number two. Uh, this was actually really tough because I actually liked the other two movies. But put number two, Yule Log. It was fun. It had, um, you know, a CGI, like Hydra. Yeah. Uh, Jeff Kirkendale was great in it. You know, good old Polony Brothers movie. But number one, I'm going with Silent Night, Deadly Night Part 4, The Initiation. I just, I really enjoyed this movie. It was bizarre. It was, like, kind of creepy. But it was done in all the right ways. And I, I happen to like these kind of movies. Well, we're going to do one more week this month. Uh, so, you know, we... We have, we have a list that we're submitting to Santa, see if we're good boys this year, and uh, we'll be surprised with one of the, hopefully one of the following movies next week. Which will it be? So on our list, it basically depends on which ones we can find on um, any of our streaming services. You or better find them, Santa. <laughs> Come on, fat man. You can do it. I've been good this year. Um, it'll either be, one, Don't Open Till Christmas from 1984. To All a Good Night from 1980, Silent Night, Bloody Night from 1972, or Night Train Murders from 1975. Hopefully one of them will be more Christmassy than the last three movies. One can hope. So until next time, friends, be brave, be alive, and be back for more. Get on the next Oh, see you in the room.